Yeah. So uh, we are back with the podcast. My guest here today is Bob Gonzalez. You, uh, you're an author, right? You wrote a book called A Flicker in the Water. Yes, sir. Out on Amazon right now. Is it available anywhere else? Do you have a website or anything? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, uh, Mindster Media, and my own website is flickerinthewater.com. Uh, no a, just flickerinthewater.com. That's uh, that almost sounds like a pun, like flicker. I don't even know her. <laughs> well, we, I guess you could say that. <laughs> so it's about it's about fishing. Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's sea adventures and it's fishing. It's um, stories that I gathered over 15 years of fishing, mostly in the Gulf of Mexico and some in the Florida Keys and the Bahamas. Oh, see, uh, both Jay and I here, uh, we grew up in Sarasota, Florida. So we uh, oh. are no strangers to Gulf Coast fishing. That's been up. okay. Yeah, that's great. Are you familiar with Destin? Uh, of course, of course. Love Destin. Yeah, man. Destin is uh, deep water out there. So what, what's your journey like with fishing? When did you uh, start? When did you become a fisherman? Well, I've always loved it. Since the time I was a little kid, I used to go. And there are some stories here of when I was a kid. I used to go in New Jersey and catch bluefish. And um, I moved to Florida. And after I moved to Florida in my 20s, I started deep sea fishing, which I always really loved. And I never had an idea of writing a book about it. I just did it because I liked it. And then... Um, after you know a certain amount of time, I just accumulated all these stories, and I thought they were worth telling, and uh, so I made the book. Well, do you have any uh, stories off the top of your head that you'd like to share? Because I'm always interested in sea stories. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of them. Um, one of them uh, that comes to mind is um, about a red snapper that we caught kind of by accident. Um, it turned out to be a 42-pound red snapper, which was only three pounds off the state record. Uh, and it, it was a spot found by accident. We were traveling and our depth finder saw a little activity there on the bottom, a little ill. And um, we dropped our baits down and right away that 42 pound red snapper bit the bait and we pulled it up and it looked like a big beach ball coming up out of the water. And uh, it turned out it was only like three pounds off the state record. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are, are you a professional? Have you done any professional fishing? I, I didn't even know it was on ESPN until one time I... Uh... I showed up for work and I ate this edible and it said it was a CBD edible, but it was actually a THC edible. So I'm midway through my shift and then somebody tells me, oh, hey, I put bass fishing on. And I was like, ha ha, is that a sport? But then I just got engrossed. I mean, they're out there telling you the stats of nature. They're like, oh, we got a low dew point today. Humidity is about 46 percent. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is these are some stats for a sport. Have you done anything like that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a professional, but I'm a recreational, but all that goes into what we do. Um, uh, you know, after a while, it gets really technical. You know, you start to read the moon phases and the tides and all kinds of stuff, water temperatures uh, and dew points. <laughs> what do you think are some like maybe top two things you think are maybe the average person who doesn't really know fishing probably doesn't take into account? Like, for example, I would have never looked at moon faces playing into account for like fishing, but yeah, any kind of tips you have for the average person? Well, yeah, the moon phases and the tides um, and the, the winds, you know, depending which direction the wind is blowing and all that kind of stuff, water temperature, um, you know, this time of year, you know, certain fish run at certain times of year. Well, you guys know that being from Sarasota, you know, 
other fish stay around all year, depending on the species. So what, uh, oh, how'd you survive? Uh, so you're still in Florida though, right? I'm in Florida. Yeah. I'm up in the panhandle. Uh, we didn't get any of this particular storm, but I've had other ones. Uh, Hurricane Opal in 1996 was, was really something to go through. In fact, there's a picture in the book about, uh, the boat that we used to fish on called the Twister that uh, got ripped off its mooring and uh, was found after the water subsided, it was found on the road, on the pavement, and she had to be uh, lifted back into the water. Oh, man, that's that's terrible. I'm glad you're okay from this one, though. I mean, I know some people lost power and all. Oh, I do, too. It was really tough. They're still going through. It. These things are life changing. They'll be going on for this for years. Definitely, definitely. So uh, you big Jimmy Buffett guy now that you're in Florida and sailing? <laughs> yeah, I like his music. He's good to have out there on the boat. See, being born in Florida, like I never really saw the forest from the trees. I had to leave Florida to see how strange it is there. And like, yeah, it was nice to get a break from Jimmy Buffett for me because, I mean, he's just he's everywhere. He's all yeah. over the state. Yeah. Margaritas and parrot yeah. heads and all that. Yeah. 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 Where are you now? Right now, I'm coming at you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Tennessee Great place to yeah. fish. Yeah, well, lots of lakes out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, different different fishing. Uh, I had to get used to it just because of, uh, you know, in Florida, you don't jump in lakes. There's alligators in the lakes. Yeah. Here, they have, like, a dirty brown puddle, and they're jumping in naked. You know? yeah. like That goes against everything I know. Yeah, yeah. There's another story from the book um, about an amberjack. Uh, I called him Marble Eye. Mm. Marble Eye was an old fish. He was, uh, he, he had wrinkly skin and he had a, a glass, a, mar a, a thing that looked like a marble in one eye with no pupil. And um, when we pulled him up, I named him Marble Eye. He 110 pound amberjack, which is not too common. No, not at all. Where did you catch that? In the Gulf. It was probably about 50 or 60 miles offshore from Destin. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you, do you eat them or do you throw them back in? Are you a catch and release guy? Well, if, if they don't reach the limit, we'll release them, you know, uh, other ones we took to the fish market and a lot of them we ate ourselves. Nice. Nice. So, so has this been your, has it been your full-time job? No, no. I, uh, I have a small business that I do. I did this for recreation for fun. Mm. Uh, I, I make pretzels. That's what I do for full-time. Oh, like handmade. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Actually, we named the boat from the uh, the story is called Pretzel Twister, and we named the boat Twister. The one that survived the hurricane, or the one they had to pull up out of the ship, uh, yeah, the there? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, on page. Let me see what page it's on. Uh, <laughs> it's actually very interesting. Yeah. What, what, uh, what do you know about pretzels? <laughs> I believe they're made of page sixty-nine no. in the book. So you can see that. Oh wow, that's a yeah. nice boat. Yeah, that's yeah. a really nice boat. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we had that's a lot of paid fun. for that boat. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, that's sick. All right, dude, we're gonna start making some pretzels. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna have yeah. to be my side business now. I, uh, you know, full time, Bill, oh, full time, full time <laughs> fishing side business. <laughs> well, so, so how did that come about? Where, uh, where did you pick up that skill? Because that's not easy to do. No, um, we used to uh go out every once in a while and uh. We had a guy who was a friend of ours who moved uh, from Cleveland to Florida, and he he was a professional. He um, he took up fishing down here, and uh, he learned the trade, and he started working on boats, and uh, we learned a lot of stuff from him, and uh, that's how we got into it. 
Oh, cool stuff. Cool stuff. So you started in Jersey though, is what you said? Pennsylvania. But I used to fish in New Jersey. We used to go to New Jersey and fish every year, every summer. Cool. So why'd you leave? Just the weather? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's too cold up there in the wintertime. It's uh, the summers here are a little hot, but I'll trade them for the winters any day. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've lived in a lot of States that don't have seasons. So being in Tennessee, it's, it's kind of fun experiencing, you know, seasonal allergies, seasonal depression, you know, like we, we lose the sun for like four months out of the year. It's great. I know. I lived in Tennessee for a while, uh, in between, you know, between before I came to Florida. Oh, what part? Uh, Nashville. Oh, well, so that's the best part, arguably. I, uh, I lived in Memphis before I moved here and, uh, completely different Tennessee. So, yeah. 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 I've just gone right over Nashville every time I've been there. Nice place. Um, a lot of boots, <laughs> a lot yeah. of boots. I remember thinking when I first went to Tennessee, uh, after all those winters in Pennsylvania, it's like November, December. And I would think, when does winter start? You know, <laughs> yeah. it, you had did have winter, but it was a lot milder than what I was used to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's what's funny. Anytime someone tells me the South is going to rise again. Yeah, wait till it snows. No, it's not. Like, the, yeah. there's no, yeah. it, uh, yeah. it snowed the, the, this past winter. And I'm like, hey, when are the snowplows getting here? Never. That, that's, mm. that's not a thing. So that's great. Mm. So uh, what made you decide to write a book? Because that doesn't sound like it's, I mean, that takes a lot of time, honestly. It doesn't sound like it's on the top priority list for you. How'd that come about? It takes a lot of time. Um, I just wanted to do it, you know. I just got, I've always liked to see books about the ocean, old man and the sea, Moby Dick, things like that. And I thought, you know what, I've got all these stories and I'm not fishing now as much as I used to. Um, so let me let me write these stories. It would be almost like being out there all over again. So I, I wrote the book and uh, had fun doing it. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Old Man in the Sea. You know that book? Yeah, Ernest Hemingway. It's a uh, it's a great one. You have you read Old Man in the Sea? I have not actually. I thought you did. Darn. Yeah. His his granddaughter Mariel. I don't know if you could see him. Mariel Hemingway wrote the forward for the book. I, I oh. saw that. How did you meet her? Our, our the publisher had a, um, puts the books to her, and if she likes your book, and uh, she'll endorse it for you and write the forward. So. Oh, so you're not you're not self published. Yeah, well, I, I well I did it through a, a, an indie publisher, and um, and they had a package where if she likes your book, she'll do it for you. And she said mine uh, gave her a great sense of appreciation, so she wrote the forward for it, and I'm thankful and grateful that she did that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, how long has your book been out, by the way? It was May thirty first. It was released. May thirty. Oh, so you're like brand new. Brand new, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And so, have you done any like tours or press or promotion with it? Have you? I just did a book signing yesterday at a Barnes and Noble here in Destin, and I've done um, other signings and podcasts and stuff like that. And I'll continue to do them. I give seminars in our library and that sort of thing. Oh, cool. And then, you know, you're on social media, right? I see on your website, you got uh, like links to all your social medias on, on there. Yeah, flickerinthewater.com. Everything is Amazon's linked on there. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there that's not in the book about the sea and the ocean and the fish. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah, I saw you had like nautical sayings or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd that come about? Uh, I 
I just started reading about this stuff and I saw, you know, this stuff is really interesting. Let me put this on there. Uh, the origins of some of these sayings like loose cannon and things like that, that, uh, that all originated out on the sea. Yeah. Uh, toe the line. I see. That's toe the line was another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a few of them on there. And the, the facts about the fish I thought were really interesting too. Like for one, um, saltwater fish, need uh to drink water freshwater fish don't uh which i thought was kind of cool what do you think about uh owning fish as pets owning oh like in a fish tank i love yeah. them oh for real yeah. yeah i mean they're a lot of work i don't have one because <laughs> <laughs> you have to dedicate too much time to them but they're nice to look at I, these aquariums are really pretty yeah it's uh it's almost like a, another piece of furniture honestly i i used to have fish but in florida the tap water would always kill my fish the, the, really? they never agreed with it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then after that sea world documentary came out everybody stopped owning fish everybody was all anti owning fish i was like come on what does it matter yeah. they're fish yeah. Yeah. you don't know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's better than being eaten they're gonna get eaten by something yeah yeah, yeah. So let's see. Um, checking out your website. Your, your website's done really well. Did you do this yourself? No, I had a, a girl do it for me. I'm not, uh, social media is not, I'm learning as I go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had a girl do it for me. Nice. Nice. She, she did a great job. She, she definitely did you. Uh... I'll let her know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, you got anything? To, oh. You said that because I'm a computer programmer in my day job. Oh, yeah. I guess you want my input on the website. It does look good for sure. I don't know if oh. I could even make that. So, oh, thanks. Props. Yeah. Props. Yeah, I'm actually curious. Um, did you start the pretzel making kind of like your main business before yeah, that, the fishing or was the fishing before that? No, it was the pretzel making was the first and then I got into the fishing. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, how'd you like? I guess I'm, I'm actually curious. The side tangent, how'd you get into pretzel making? Because that seems like a kind of a niche business to get into. Well, up in Pennsylvania at the time when I was, it's it's that concept of the hand-rolled soft pretzel started up there. And um, it oh, started- that was in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, yeah. And uh, we had a guy from Pennsylvania that we met down in Naples, Florida, where the franchise started. So we met with him and um, we uh, we started doing the pretzels from there. That's awesome. And uh, just quick question, I guess, what's your business called uh, out of, you said you're in the panhandle of Florida. Right. The pretzel twister. The pretzel twister. Right. It, it does uh, And so people can visit that or do you do custom orders? How does that work? Oh, no, they visit them in the mall. Uh, we're in the Santa Rosa Mall in, the, in uh, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Oh, that's sick. Oh, hey, and you and you own that. That's that's amazing. Uh, you're, all, all, you're closed Sundays, I take it. No, no, we're open. Oh, nice. You just get the a muscle a seven day a week proposition. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Is, uh, let's see. I was going to ask if the mall is dying out by you because, uh, everywhere I've been slowly in the U S like people, less and less people are going to the mall. It's just kind of turning into a playground for kids. But, uh, here in Knoxville, the mall is booming. Like they have a batting cage and a soccer field at the Dick's sporting goods here. They have everything. It's crazy. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. I think they're going through a transition period where some of them are dying out, but there are other ones who are going to survive and thrive probably afterwards by adding things like Dick's Sporting Goods and that kind of stuff. 
So they're in a transition period. It might take, who knows, a decade even, you know, but I think uh, they'll probably survive. And people like to go out and indoors, even though a lot of stuff is online, people still like to go out and get out of the elements. I also feel like there's been a resurgence in many things that were kind of not cool. Uh, I guess like Champion as a clothing brand or like kids wearing uh, rock and roll t-shirts. Saw a kid wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt at the gym. Mm -hmm. I know he probably is listening to no Led Zeppelin at all. So I feel like, yeah, past a certain point, like malls will kick back into, I guess they'll go back into Vogue. Yeah, I think so. They'll get back in style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of timing and when it happens. Yeah. So uh, you, what's like your... Do you have like a dream destination for fishing? Is there somewhere you haven't fished yet that you like really wanted to try? Because I still want to, I still want to sail the Bermuda Triangle. I want to survive. With yeah. Live streaming these days, you can really prove some myths wrong. And then the second the live stream cuts out, then you can scare everybody and think, oh, is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of places. They say Costa Rica is really good. I'd like to go there and fish. Um, I still, Cabo San Lucas, I wouldn't mind doing or, even they say the fishing in Australia is really good. I'd like to do all those places. Yeah, I got a friend right now. He's in Nicaragua, and that's pretty much all he does all day is is catch fish and go out there. And he's catching he's catching some crazy stuff. I've I've some of the stuff I've never even seen. So really, yeah. oh yeah, um, a lot of snapper. Weirdly enough, but yeah, I, I definitely he definitely recommends it. He loves it. Out yeah. There. Do you have a like favorite type of fish that you, I guess, have always liked to catch, or I don't know, maybe even one uh, just as far as consuming taste wise? Well, my, my favorite to catch, and they're also really good to consume, is the mahi mahi. Uh, a 50 pound mahi on a spinning rod, there's nothing more fun than that for me. Okay, that sounds that sounds like a great time already. <laughs> oh yeah, what's your uh, what's your setup? What do you uh, what kind of rods and reels do you use? I like the Shimano reels. They're smoother and uh, I like their their, their play. They're, they're they're to me they're the best ones out there. Um, for sure, for sure. I definitely I definitely owned a couple of those. Yeah. Then uh, live bait. Here we use a lot of cigar minnows and uh, mullets sometimes. Um, the best one though, they say is the Speedo. They look like cigar minnows. It's hard to tell the difference. Sometimes they're not as plentiful as the cigar minnows, but boy, they're really effective Speedos. They call them. Nice. And are you, uh, are you like a 6am? Are you like a 6am fisherman or what time do you usually get out? Oh there? yeah. When we, we, you get out there out before you start catching the, the bait right at sunrise mm. and then you, you head out from there. See, most of the time when I was I went fishing, I was drinking more than I was fishing. So <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever fished sober. I got to put that on the list because I bet yeah. it's just as fun. I'd probably be better at it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you said your favorite movie was Midnight Run, right? <laughs> yeah. Jay here's actually seen Midnight Run. I actually have. Seen I have never Run. seen this movie. He was oh, like, you got to oh, see it. You got to see the unedited version, man. That's the best one. Yeah, the one with De Niro and Groden. Yeah, yeah. That was, I just it just showed up on Netflix. I was like, huh, you know, I like De Niro. Didn't know what to expect. When Boy, I first, I, very different. I've seen that movie a million times, but I still remember the first time I saw it. I didn't realize it was a comedy until like a little oh, really? bit. Yeah, until he started flashing his badge after he got his badge out of that FBI car. 
that's when I realized it was a comedy. <laughs> nice. It, it's definitely a movie you could see like multiple times in a row. Yeah, like, I've seen sure. it a million times. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. Definitely that end scene was like probably one of the funniest, just most yeah. ridiculous yeah. Of the top yeah. things I've ever yeah. seen. All right, fine. You, you guys have convinced me. I'm going to have to watch this movie now. You're going to go on a midnight run? Yeah, I guess yeah. I'm going to have to go on a midnight run for sure. Um, well, I think... Unless, do you have any other questions for Bob? What's your favorite type of pretzel to make? <laughs> I like the cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar, yeah. And I, I, I presume if if you had to like give any of your customers like a best recommendation, I, I presume you guys make like a cinnamon sugar pretzel. That's pretty we, awesome. We make cinnamon sugar. The toasted almond with caramel is really good too. Toasted Ooh. almond pretzel. Wow. That's now, a... now I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah I guess I have to go. Damn get it. A we got to go down to the panhandle <laughs> just to try some. Yeah. It's only like a four or five hour drive. Yeah. We'll be back by, you know, we'll be back for a midnight run. So for all my other Florida listeners, uh, when's your next, uh, when's your next book signing? Where can, uh, where else are they people going to find you in the wild? I see you like Rays games. Yeah. I like the Rays. That, that was a tough loss they had yesterday, man. Woof. Well, look, I mean, wasn't it this year that we won the Super Bowl, the World Series and, uh, the Stanley cup was that this yeah. year? Was that? Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Tampa Bay watching the Braves lose, watching the Bucks lose, and then here we are with Tom Brady and I mean, and a world, another World Series under our belt. So, like, I guess it was good when I left Florida. I guess it was all good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my next signing is going to be November fifth in Pensacola at Bodacious Bookstore. That's where they make the pencils, right, Pensacola. Yeah, Pensacola, Pensacola. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bodacious bookstore, awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean the weather's great. Come to Florida on November fifth. It'll be nice and like seventy degrees. That's a great idea. Yeah, uh, best time to go to Florida. The best time to go to Florida is like right now, towards the end of the year. And uh, your book's available on flickerinthewater.com, where you can connect on social media. You also have a oh, you also have a LinkedIn. Now that's cool. Not a lot of people have a LinkedIn for their for their creative stuff. That's uh, that's something I might have to steal from you there. Um, and uh, yeah, um, do you have a place where people can, do you have a place where people can donate to you at all, like on your website or around? You got a Venmo, Patreon, Patreon. No, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna get one though. I've, that's my next thing. I'm gonna get a Venmo before the event in Pensacola. Smart, yeah. Just because anybody that finds your book can at least throw you five bucks or something. Like, hey, keep yeah. going. Uh, hey, bait fund. Yeah, <laughs> bait. That's a good one. bait fund. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I will let you get back to your day, and I will let you know when we uh, when we post this one. Uh, it's been great talking with you. Definitely, uh, definitely an interesting chat. Yeah, and have a great rest of your Sunday, Bob. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks. Uh,